Should we get started? <laughs> I know, but waiting for you. It's five thirty. Ben, you rolling? Yeah. So forget we're you on your time. Chilling. We're on Jake's time. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Hi and welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. Kaylee, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Jake. You're amazing. Thanks, Jared. You're the man. Thank you. With the plan, my favorite uh, law enforcement officer. <laughs> what up? <laughs> There's only a couple of us. <laughs> Nobody likes us. <laughs> well, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Jerry's self-deprecating humor. Uh. And uh, that's about it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> that's gone down very much so since like 2016. It's not really here as much. Like it's more deprecating now? No, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm a lot more positive. So oh. that's why I'm not as funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Never really funny to begin with. True. But uh, we're going to be talking... About gratitude, we're gonna be talking about gratefulness. It's Thanksgiving week, obviously. We all know that, but I think uh, something that is hard for me to even grasp, and maybe some of us too, because the first question is like, is gratitude dependent on situation, on your situation specifically? I mean, I think it's easy for me to say that coming from where I stand, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, have it a lot, lot worse off than me, you know, and so. I'm trying to just wrap my mind around how can we consistently have an attitude of gratefulness through situations, whether they be negative situations or good situations, you know, because there's, we're all, we're all coming from different uh, parts of life and there's so many people who um, maybe feel like they don't have anything to be grateful for. So, hmm. but do you guys think gratitude and gratefulness is dependent on situation? If so, why? And if not, why not? I would say that it's not. So when I think of gratitude, and I'm not looking at any, you know, a dictionary or anything like that, but personally, when I'm thinking of gratitude, I think of the overall sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're grateful. You have you have gratitude in your life. Um, I think you know situations can depend on how you feel, and you know, maybe you're like, oh, I don't really feel as grateful for my life's. But overall, I think mm-hmm. gratitude is like an all-encompassing thing as far as your life. Yeah. Um, the first thing I thought of, which is funny because I talked about this at work the other day and a couple of coworkers and supervisors, but uh, there's a guy that I like personally. He has a good book. His name is Jocko. Um, but one of the things <laughs> I really like Jocko is great. He's got a, he's got a great voice, <laughs> emphasizes everything. But one thing like he's kind of known for is uh, he has like a little, uh, little snippet from his podcast and it's called good. And basically that's how his response is to every situation. You know, it, he really... You know, to sum it up, he goes into a small sort of thing where his subordinates or people that come up to him like, boss, this happened. This this really terrible thing happened. He's like, good. And that's how he kind of has a mindset to approach things. So it's all about basically trying to shift your mindset to see the good in every situation. So I, I kind of had one of those moments the other day uh, while I was working. Um, some stuff had happened, not to get into details, but overall everything turned out okay. But I was a little disappointed in myself the way I approached the situation or how I handled it, handled it, uh, tactically, I guess. And kind of had to sit back and think and like sort through my feelings. And I was like, you know, good. You know, I made a mistake. Now it gives me an opportunity to learn from it. So I guess for me, when I think of gratitude, it's about always kind of trying to find that small sliver of good or that large portion of good in every situation, um, regardless of how, you know, downtrodden or upset you might be in the moment. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't think, I, I think a mistake would be to make it situational mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think, 
and if you look through the Bible, I mean, we can, I think we're probably going to get there in a little bit, but I mean, there's, it's just endless, especially through Psalms, both Old and New Testament is about giving thanks and giving praise. And it's like a constant thing. And you look at David, who, somebody who was like so depressed and just like over it all. You look at Solomon, someone who's depressed over it all. I think the whole thing is pointless. There was always still a gratitude and a thankfulness towards God. And I think that when that is the mindset, when it's established that my thankfulness comes from God for God, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like uh, the things are going to be the things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a common mistake that every single one of us make, I don't think we can't not make it, you know, yeah. is when things happen, they either make us extra grateful or like way less grateful, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just a roller coaster that <laughs> you're just going to be on a constant like loop-de-loop that's just like, exhausting Mm -hmm. and i think uh you find i know in my situations and i think just about anybody you could talk to anybody up on the streets or just a random person and you learn from them you hear from them and the general sense and the general like uh kind of feeling that i get from people and from myself is when it seems like there should be a ton to be grateful for that's when we're like the least grateful Mm. you know what i mean like on the situation which is I think just about everybody could identify with that because when things are going amazing, like you don't stop to take time to be like, oh, this is great. Like I'm so grateful for this. At least I don't. But then when things aren't maybe going so well, I know myself, it's like when something, there's a little sliver of hope or a little sliver of something good happening, it's almost amplified times 10 because maybe things aren't going so well and there's a little sliver of good and it's like, oh, man, I'm so grateful for that, you know? Whereas if things were going great and that same good popped through, I wouldn't have thought about it at all, you know? I wouldn't have thought twice about it. So it's just weird that I think as human beings, we find time to be grateful when things aren't going so well, but when things are going great, fantastic all the time, it's like we don't ever actually stop to be grateful. Maybe you guys are different. That's that's my personal experience, though, just in gratefulness. I think when things are going good, it feels like the norm almost. Mm -hmm. So if you're not put into a situation or juxtaposed against anything negative, it it just, it feels like, um, you know, this is how life always is. But it's when you get into a low point, um, you're, you're suddenly aware more of the good things around you because you're in a negative spot, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. And that's what I was trying to say. You yeah. said it way better. No, <laughs> so, so no I got what you're So simple. Saying. Just like, boom, one yeah. statement. I don't know. But I feel I think, like go I, don't, I try, always try to even, I know it's kind of sounds silly at times, but if something good happens, I always really verbalize it. If I go and they make my order perfect Chipotle, I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, like, that's really cool. I'm happy about that. Or maybe it's just me being silly, like I said, but anytime some, like, something small that's good, I always like try to find joy in that. Like, mm. yeah, I feel like it's the little things in life kind of make me happy. Mm. So same thing if I'm at work and I'm just really tired and I grab a bang and I get that first sip, I'm like, this is good. I really like this. Mm. And I don't know, just I feel like the simple act of like acknowledging, man, like I really like this or this, you know, enjoyable thing or maybe something that really made you happy the moment. Just trying to like, just be happy about it. Like, mm. oh man, this is, you know, this is really good. Like the other, <laughs> the other day <laughs> I got like, six kills in a row when i was playing call of duty i was like man that makes me feel really good and it's simple it's you know like i said it's silly but that small thing i was like oh man like that makes me feel good i'm happy about this and just all the nine-year-olds are like wow that's great 14 14 
18. I'm just kidding. Or, you well, know, maybe not. more of a big boy moment. You know, maybe it's something small. Maybe like your favorite... I don't know your favorite sourdough breads on sale at at Whole Foods. <laughs> it's about finding joy in those small things, and you guys can laugh all you want, but guess what? I'm still finding joy in the small no, things. No, I love it. I think it's yeah. it's just such it's a just funny, my childlike like a stark nature. contrast. It was just funny, dude. Yeah. yeah, I loved everything about it though. But I see where I see where you're going with that, and I completely agree. And when you show gratitude towards someone or like you're saying <laughs> with the chipotle example like making that um expression i think it really turns around someone's day too when people whenever anyone tells me like oh they had um i gave them really excellent service or they really enjoyed their time that puts me in a completely different mood mm-hmm. you know what i mean when i could have been um just not all with it in the moment but mm-hmm. hearing hearing gratitude from someone i think also can just uh bring a lot to your day no i think it does absolutely when you're hanging around with just a bunch of uh negative nellies so to speak <laughs> nancy <laughs> negative nancy's whatever uh sorry to all the nancy's out there um <laughs> it you kind of get in that same mood you get in that same mode but when you get uh around people who are just full of gratitude and full of like vocalizing those things like you said jerry i think that definitely changes the temperature in a room you know i think even even in the same way with like uh worship and praise you mm-hmm. brought up worship and praise earlier jake um when you're in a room with people and you're hearing music and it's just people standing there and kind of listening i don't necessarily feel so inclined to just oh my gosh on my knees dancing around like praising giving that thanks even though i should always be like that right and that's like a, a my heart thing obviously but I find what you're saying, Kaylee, is so true in just life when people bring gratitude, but also in giving thanks and praise to God. Like when you're around people who give thanks and praise to God consistently, you're more inclined to be like, yeah, like that's amazing. And vocalize those things and get used to vocalizing them because when you're not used to it or focusing on it, you just kind of get by without even giving praise or giving thanks, right? I think it's kind of like, that kind of is one of the things that I feel like the isolation of quarantine kind of got in the way of. And I think that's just really quick on a quick, quick tangent, but like the community aspect and how the community aspect of church, like plays such a big role in, in this idea of being like grateful or like having people around you that are also grateful, having people around you that are trying to be positive in the middle of, you know, nonsense times, like, that's so important and it's so necessary. And I think when you get by yourself and you just go into your own thoughts and you see what's going on, it's so easy to just be like, wow, this whole thing is pointless. I got nothing yeah. going for me. This is, you know, crazy over there. It's crazy over here. Like, dude, you need you need people around you to kind of yeah. keep us in that. Like, no, there's still a lot of good going on, uh-huh. you know? There's still a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, you need a different perspective. You I mean, when to. you get stuck in your own head, you're just mm-hmm. with your own thoughts and you only see you have tunnel vision, you only see things a certain way. But when there's other people around you, um, you know, pointing it, I think, and what you were mentioning about giving praise, like pointing it back to God instead of on themselves too, I think for me is so indicative of um, encompassing being a grateful person Mm -hmm. is not taking that praise for yourself, but instead turning it right back to God Mm -hmm. because he's the one who gave you whatever it is you you should be grateful for. Yeah, uh, and I think it just, this segues kind of into the next thing is, what are like kind of the dangers of when people do go down that road of 
well, it's just dependent upon my situation. Or when things are going good, like, I'm going to be grateful. And what does the Bible say about all this? Um, so, I don't know. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what it looks like when somebody goes down that road. I, I personally think when you go down that road, you're just going to wind up in a bunch of bitterness, truthfully. Yeah, I agree. I feel like going in that world is an un... How do I say this? It's it's unstable. It's not a stable place to be. It's not a yeah. It's not a consistent or there's no constant in that because you're dependent on everything else. And hopefully everybody else is good to you. Otherwise, your day is over. Hopefully everybody else is in a better mood. Otherwise, you're going to be in a bad mood. Hopefully everybody else is nice. Otherwise, you're going to be <laughs> yeah. You know, hopefully the weather's good. Otherwise, and it's like, dude, all of those factors have to like line up perfectly in order for your day to be good or for you to be grateful or to be in that mindset and mm. the odds of that happening are so slim yeah. They're, it's impossible it's not going to happen yeah. but to leave that to chance and to leave your situation and to leave your your you know morale or your i don't know what the word is but like to leave that to that type of chance is just mm. like it's foolish it's not yeah. going to work it's like telling a baby to drive you to the doctors yeah it's like <laughs> it's like this ain't gonna work don't trust it <laughs> well and it's life isn't perfect you're gonna have ups and downs and you're gonna have seasons of really low times where there seemingly is nothing to be grateful for so if you don't practice because i think gratitude needs to be practiced honestly but so if you don't continue to practice and keep the habit like you said you're just gonna unravel honestly and it when you were talking about examples in the bible um the first one that came to my mind was paul when he was in prison just i mean talk about a low moment (laughs) and having and you know feeling so like desolate and everything Mm -hmm. but still you know he's writing letters to Uh, the churches and the people exactly telling them to like be grateful to Mm -hmm. give thanks to give Uh praise um when you would think he's the last person Mm -hmm. who would be willing to feel that way you know right if it was situational that couldn't make sense exactly Mm -hmm. but i think oh were you gonna say something no no just agreeing oh yeah i think it's like gratefulness is kind of like this base layer of like i'm grateful that i'll say i'll speak personally i'm grateful that i know that when i die i'm going to be with the lord i'm grateful that wherever the circumstance is that day god is with me and i am in communion with him and i can say god this is bothering me right so within that let's just say like the worst case scenario happens to say you lose somebody or let's just say like that mm-hmm. which is all real stuff mm-hmm. yeah i'm upset by this and i'm obviously not happy by this but i'm still grateful for this mm. right and so there's this gratitude that just never leaves even though there's things that are happening right yeah well i don't think people conflate gratitude with happiness and enjoy yeah. and, and sadness like you said it's perfectly it is not wrong to be upset or sad or frustrated like feel those emotions um they are not um separate from feeling great you can feel gratitude while also feeling Mm. those things as well yes no i think that's so true and we're talking about jerry i think he said it but yeah like our emotions like it can't be an emotional thing and you're talking Mm -hmm. about practicing gratefulness and i would even go as far as say like gratefulness definitely isn't an emotion really it's something you have to choose Mm -hmm. right yeah it's like the same thing as like you have to choose joy right? right you have to choose love you know it's not like this feeling that you have and it's like euphoric and when it's gone it's gone that's it it has to be practiced because yeah if our gratitude changes with the seasons oh my gosh that's brutal 
So it reminds me of a term used in um, used in James is describing you know people with doubt. But I like the term a lot because it says a uh, you know people that are you know practiced out they're like waves in the sea and they're double minded, and that's really what comes to my mind when I think of people who let um, situations um, influence or affect their gratitude because they're double minded. You're gonna let every single thing in your life change how you react, and you know this is something for a little while I remember I struggled with because. My life, my day-to-day was situational. It was something good happened, sweet, awesome, feeling great. <laughs> something bad happened, the worst, you know, it's rain terrible. and clouds and doom, everything's terrible. But it's like you, same thing. We can't have um, our gratitude and our joy are both rooted in the Lord. We can't have those things be taken from us on a day-to-day basis. If you're just sitting around, let every situation, let every conversation you have with people influence um, your gratitude and your joy where it comes from. It's like, goodness gracious, you're unstable. Mm-hmm. Your your whole life is built upon sand. You have nothing to stand upon. Yeah. And I think um, you brought up Paul, and it's so perfect. Every, like, everybody always conflates this I can do all things verse with, like, oh, I'm going to go lift a car or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to go be. Here we go. I don't know, whatever it may be. But it, what Paul's talking about right there is just living in any situation, basically being content, right? In all situations with little, with much, but. Um, he talks about how he had to learn it. Like he had to, I have learned to be content with much. I've learned to be content with little. I've lived through it all, but I've learned to be grat- grateful. I've learned to be content. And right. I think that's just an interesting thing that it talks about in the Bible is, and just points back even more so to it has to be practiced because I don't think it's something that comes naturally to human beings. I don't think it comes naturally to uh, us as people. And, you know, you go to different parts of the world and people are way more grateful than I would be. And they have, quote unquote, less than me. Right. And so you put those things together and start realizing that, oh, yeah, man, gratitude is definitely a mentality. Gratitude mm-hmm. is something that you choose to do every it's day. It's a discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a discipline. And it mm-hmm. it is not things. Gratitude will never be found in um, what job you have, honestly, like what... Um, color your shoes are what color your car is how big your car is whatever it's it will never be found there no and you can like look at hollywood and find that to not find out what you said just is true you know yeah it's like these people for them not all of them not all of them but like even justin bieber just had that thing where he was just like dude i'm so over this thing was that song he wrote like lonely or something and it was just like Mm -hmm. the dude had everything Uh you know if it was circumstantial if it was situational he would be exempt from, you know, everything. Yeah. And he's not. So therefore that cancels out. Well, I think in America, especially we tie gratitude to honestly consumerism, materialism. I mean, what you were mentioning about, you know, going to different places in the world and, and seeing people with quote unquote less. I mean, I think that just speaks back to how we're brought up in this culture of, you know, amassing things and stuff. And that's where your sense of, um, success come from that's where your sense of um contentment and um security comes from you know i think i think that's a cultural i'll be yeah step out to say i think that's a cultural thing yeah for americans especially yeah absolutely it's just i don't know it's just not something that can be the thing for us it can't be things it can't be stuff i mean even in the bible it talks about plenty of times if you have a lot like give more <laughs> you know like be generous mm-hmm. it's it's never mm-hmm. about just acquiring as much as you can for yourself to be happy. It's just, I don't know. 
always have a giving grateful kind of heart you know that mentality but what are some practical ways i guess um this week especially because mm-hmm. it's about to be thanksgiving oh this is coming out on thanksgiving how beautiful <gasps> listen to it with your family yeah listen to it with your family hi mama hi papa and and then ask them who they voted for <laughs> <laughs> that sounds beautiful. bring up the election <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just playing i'm Don't just playing that. but what are some practical ways that it's like we could practice gratefulness you could, you could do that in your everyday life because we're talking about it right it's an attitude mm-hmm. it's something you have to choose so it's like okay how do we do that now I don't know. I, I think one, we should be practicing, you know, gratitude and being grateful every single day. That goes without saying, but um, take some time and really just sit, be by yourself, be alone with your thoughts and think about it. Um, I know, especially every time, you know, for the past, what, through, well, prior to my current job of being a, a cop, I would work for Best Buy for a little bit. So nice. Christmas or Thanksgiving was never super great for me because I had to work every Black Friday and I was there majority of my thanksgiving so that kind of that kind of sucked but you know i think it's helped foster an attitude of gratitude um because i haven't really got to spend thanksgiving with my family in a long time probably seven eight years i really don't get to sit down with them too much so i'm always really grateful for the time i do get to see them because of the big holidays i'm usually working Um, but it just makes me really grateful just to have my family. That's like the biggest thing. Like every single year it comes up, I've noticed, especially, you know, those around maybe same age as me, 25, 26, 27, um, you look at your parents and they're not as young and spry as they once were. You know, they're not, they don't have that pep in their step. They're a little bit older and you're like, oh, wow, you know, this is happening. I'm getting older. They're getting older. If your grandparents, you know, if they're blessed that they're still alive, uh, cherish every single moment with them because, you know, they're, they, they might be, you know, almost on the way out. I mean, obviously if they're, you're Christians too, God bless it. Cause they're going to be dancing with our savior, but just be able to spend that time with your family. Um, I was even kind of grateful last year. I got to go on like a mini missions trip with Av youth and we got to go over to a native American reservation and it's in the United States. It was in Arizona. And yet when we were there, it looked like a third world country. It was the craziest thing. And just being there, also being able to serve those people too, like just made me sing a wow, like I still have so much. I have way more than I need. So I don't know. Sit down and just ponder your thoughts. Listen to some good music. Enjoy your friends and your family. No, I think that's true. And it, when you're talking about that is what's that scene in the office? You were talking about how you just watched, started watching it, Jakey. So it's on my mind. I don't, I doubt you've seen it yet, but it's Andy. He's oh, it's like in the very last season. He's no, like, you know how it. they always talk about the good old days. Like, what if you're living in them right now and you just yeah. don't realize it? You know, and it's, I think just that was brought to me, Jerry, because yeah, we need to take time to pause and like look at what we have to be grateful for. Look at what we have um, to thank God for. You know, because, yeah, things do change daily all the time. And if you don't stop and take a look around, eventually five years are going to be gone. And you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, what in the world? I didn't even take time to pause and be grateful. And who knows where your spiritual, where your mental will be by that time, you know. And so I think it's I mean, that's what you should just do in your daily prayers. Right. Like, thank God for everything that he's doing. Yeah. What Jerry was um, saying earlier about the little things, um, someone I followed, they um, she mentioned this a while ago that 
she has like a journal and she at the end of the day writes down three things that she's grateful for Mm -hmm. just daily and they don't have to be big things they can just be like little things like I was grateful for the coffee I had this morning Mm -hmm. or I was grateful for (laughs) for um you know whatever i'm grateful for my cat i don't know yeah. you know these just yeah. anything that comes to mind just but really making it a daily habitual um thing like you said in prayer just constantly constantly trying to train our minds to to be focused on it and no matter how small because i think even the small things are especially what get us through the day especially hard days um yeah no i agree and those small things i don't know it, I know in my even relationships, it's like always the little small things that are beautiful to me. Like I'll have a friend who calls me and is like, oh, I'm just seeing how you're doing. Like that's it. It's like, hey, homie, thank you. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to cry real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's, I, really, I really appreciate that, you know. And I know Destiny, um, she's better at it than I am. But I know when I just do the little small things for her. Like, oh, here's a little flower that I just plucked, you know, and just surprised her with. Anything like that, it's like, oh, the small things. That's what she loves, you know? And I think in most relationships, at least me, you might be different. Y'all might be different where it's like, no, I want something freaking big. <laughs> like, I want a big gift. Yeah. That's but, right. But I know in my relationships, it's always just the little things that count. And I think when you take that kind of same mentality that you're talking about uh, into life, it's true. You, you take time to pause and reflect on those little things that got you, that are holding up maybe that that big object or that big accomplishment in your life because there's all the little things that got you there, you know? Well, that's so true, which you were saying about relationships. I mean, if you're feeling grateful, I know we're talking about gratefulness, this is mm-hmm. but, you know, if, like, tell it to someone, say it, you know, do something, tell someone or a friend or mm-hmm. your family members that you love them and you're grateful for them and... Mm-hmm. Um, I think that can just, it not only does it make someone stay better, but it just puts you in the mindset of putting others first and that act of, I think service and gratitude are just intertwined in that way, like serve someone. Um, and then there's like that gratitude will come forth from that. Yeah. I think even in, uh, like praising God and being grateful to God, like tell God you are grateful for Mm -hmm. him. I think you talked about that a little bit, Jake is we need to tell him that because otherwise we find our prayers being more like, oh, I pray for this person, for that, and I pray, God, I really want this job, or I really want this, open up this door, which he hears, and he hears all, like he sees all those things, he hears them all, but you're not taking a moment to just say, God, I am grateful for you. Because mm-hmm. I, think when you, I think when you are grateful for God, the overarching person, the overarching entity in this whole universe, when you're grateful for him, just for who God is, I think that situational stuff goes out the door. And I think um, that attitude of being ungrateful goes out the door because you're you're grateful for something that is never changing, Mm -hmm. that is consistent, that is all loving, that will never let you down, that his will will always be done. And when you could put your hope and gratefulness in that, then the seasons don't change of like, or the gratefulness seasons don't change. They don't go up and down. It's not unstable. It's not, right crazy it's just a stable connection and a stable gratefulness and not to sound cliche but it's like it's the way you posture your heart that's what you're doing Mm -hmm. is you're posturing your heart to god in a way that's like like and i heard it said like this it was francis chan that said this and he said he's like once you understand and i I always go back to this i think about it every day so once you understand 
that every time you take a breath, it was because God gave it to you. Every breath you've taken today, God said, yep, another one, another one. Every single time. And he said, that put me, he was talking, he's like, you know, that put me in a place of like, well, I'm, I'm really thankful. And kind of a, a side note, he goes, well, I'm very thankful. And it's like a boss. It's like if you work close to your boss and he's paying you and he's like praising you, like you're doing awesome, like you're getting paid. You want to do the things that are pleasing him. Why? Because like, you know, it's, it's a team, it's a team effort here and he's helping yeah. you and he, and you're, it's like, once you can have that communion of like, we are in this together, we're working together side by side, no matter what obstacles or bad things that happen, you're, you can develop this attitude of gratefulness that mm. you're right. It's can't really be taken away, you yeah. know, easier said than done, of course, but mm. that to me is the idea of it. So even like recognizing that it's like, it's not what I do that I should be grateful for. It's not anything I'm doing. It's like all everything God's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's I, all because of him. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding that myself included. There's days where I, I say I understand it, but I don't, I'm not acting like I understand sure, it, yeah. you know, cause I'll get a bloated head or, you know, my, mm -hmm. my, I'll be like, Oh, that was me. I did that. Like, Oh, that was creative. Like that's the biggest thing. I'll, I even, it was happening today mm -hmm. and this is getting a little off topic, but I created a design. And I was like, <laughs> It's like, dude, you still got it, bro. <laughs> you still got You're it. You're absolutely killing it right now. But we live in a very accomplishment-driven culture, right? Uh -huh. It's like, we got out of elementary school. Yeah, you did it. You uh -huh. got out of junior high. Yeah, uh -huh. you graduated high. You graduated. Yeah, all these accomplishments that you make. Yeah, I am doing this. This is great. Yeah. So it's not like a, I don't know, it's not like an uncommon thing. Everyone mm -hmm. is like pretty accomplishment-driven. Mm -hmm. But that's what the point of that is. You go back to the accomplishment of the cross and the accomplishment of the resurrection and think, oh, it's already done. That's why, right? There. Ah, okay. yes. That's it's, what I have to be grateful for. Yes. Like in John uh, f uh, 15, 5? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's John 15, 5. That's what it is. Um, he says, yeah, ch fact check, check it out. Yeah, fact, <laughs> it, fact check it for me so I know it's... Don't look. Um, it says, God is the vine, we are the branches. Apart from him, we can do nothing. But with him, we'll produce good fruit. And that's like the... John 15, 5, Jake. 15, 5. Jake was on like... Is that Old diet. Testament or... No. What? I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> in the Apocrypha. <laughs> uh, oh, 5. And it says, yes, I am the vine, you are the yeah. branches, those okay. who remain in me. I guess you pass. Yeah, there we go. But <laughs> there's, there's, there's two fives there, so that's why I got confused. Um, but I think that goes back to what you're saying is, dude, without God, you're not going to produce nothing. We're the branches. We would not be here if there was not a vine. We would not be here if there was no roots. Like, that is who God is. Right. You know, and just be grateful that we're here on this earth. I think that's gratefulness enough in itself right yeah yes <laughs> yes. yes well i'm it's it's so like like uh profound if you really think about it it's like everything is for him and 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 kind of what you were saying is like uh without him we are nothing and therefore our lives are for him and when you understand that you can start to understand purpose when you're saying purpose like we talked about a few weeks back those things you know don't you don't get pushed around as easy because yeah. you're on a mission with god no, that's when you guys were uh, talking about that. It made me just realize, like, you know, we're created in God's image, mm -hmm. and oh my gosh, He could have 
made us any literally anything we could have been. <laughs> you could have looked like Jared. <laughs> I wish I was a tiger. <laughs> well, that's like he created us as like sentient conscious beings who are able to do so many things and he loves us and literally what we're talking about with the cross came to die for us and how can we not be grateful for for life i mean i think it's so easy to just get caught up in everything that's going on but when you really think about it like wow god made me here yeah and that's such a good point because i i thought the exact same thing the other day i forgot what i brought up i think i was messing around with a friend and i said something about like oh i'm created in the image of god but then i sat and i thought about it when i was alone I was like, man, all those times where I was so down on myself, where I was so upset and like kind of like looking, I'm like, dude, you're, you know, you're worthless. You're nothing. But then I sat and I was really just meditating on the fact that, you know, I'm created in the image of the most high. You know, he cared enough to, he wanted for me to be like him. I was like, man, like that makes me feel so good. Like when you, you know, I know this might be a little off topic. When you, when your sense of self and your sense of worth comes from Jesus and it comes from the creator, why does anyone else's like opinion of you matter? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you might care about your family, maybe your friends a little bit, but it's like you're you're made in the image of God, and if you could sit and kind of find gratitude like that, that is a truly beautiful thing. Just be able to sit, and be like, man, kind of like you a little bit, you know, <laughs> and you strive to be like him every single day. Well, I think what you said about uh, that opinions of other people, right? Because really, what gra- ungratefulness can come down to is just like a comparison thing, right? Like, oh, so much. 100%. These people have that. Yeah. I don't have this, or they have that, and I deserve it. Why do they get that? I want that. I want that. And you just see, because it's okay. Say you, I just grew up in this room, and there's nothing around. Like, I wouldn't know anything better, right? Mm-mm. I wouldn't really? know. Like, if Jake had a 50 inch TV, I wouldn't be know any better at all. To be like, I want that, or what's good. That's such like a tiny example but uh the comparison game is a real thing when it comes to gratitude and comparison oh my gosh is a killer in itself all these things so intertwined well and and so is i mean that takes me back to selfishness i mean gratitude and selfishness are mutually exclusive like you can't you know what i mean like what am i trying to say here just when you when you compare, you're doing it selfishly. Like I I want this. I yeah. want to be above. I want to be better. I want more. Mm-hmm. Um, you aren't thinking in grateful terms for what you already have. You're just mm-hmm. thinking about what's next mm-hmm. or, you know, what's to come. No, yeah. that's or really like good. I have less than them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good, and it kind of goes with serving because it's like ungratefulness comes from selfishness, which says, I me 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 me, me. Yeah. I deserve this. I need mm-hmm. this. I want that. And where gratefulness turns around and says, like, what can I give? How can I serve? Mm-hmm. Because I've been given, because I've mm-hmm. been loved, like, how can I push that out? I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just clicked in my head right now. <laughs> Me too. It's all, like you said, it's all intertwined. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And so, because when we get bitter about things, uh, I think, uh, I mean, you look at it in the Bible, like uh, Moses, God told him to speak to the rock. And he was <laughs> mad. He was angry, right? And his bitterness is anger. He's been I mean, the dude's been wandering around for so long with these people who just are basically sheep who are who are saying, Oh my gosh, God, we need you so much. And then they that God gets their back and then he's like and then they go and sin and worship a golden calf and they're like, We wanna go back to Egypt, like get us back mm-hmm. over there. And so I would have been upset if I was him too. Like, I'm not going to lie. But I think 
that bitterness because this is what i want to talk about because it's like what 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 does bitterness kind of get in the way of and what does bitterness do to us when we do have that selfishness when we aren't grateful for things because in that moment that i'm talking about moses he was angry right and he struck the rock and god's like all right you're not going to go into the promised land i'm sorry you didn't obey as what that so just get a little no. Pentecostal on you for a second. Ooh. First thing you said when you said bitterness was a block, specifically in that one too, bitterness prevents you from getting that blessing. And I know you're like, oh no. Sometimes I feel like in the church when we throw around the word blessing, we think it's like a little prosperity gospel of it. But you know, blessings are definitely good things. Let God get gives it. us blessing. Huh? I said, let me get that blessing. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> come on now. I'm preach, here. preach it. But it definitely. The thing is with that real fast. <laughs> go. Dude, the, I can't count on 10 hands how many times it says like let god bless you like let yeah, god bless you. it's, it's like very god, real god wants to bless you so much I think people get i don't know why that's become such a weird thing i i understand why but when it's, it's like because four people screwed it up for everybody yeah. that's what happened but when you're saying it right now jerry like i like my mind wasn't even going there at all but then you said i know people get a little weird i'm like oh wow i do just because i think people like I said, especially coming, like, I grew up from in a very Pentecostal church, so I feel like the word blessing was thrown around. It's like, oh, how are you? I'm blessed and highly favored, brother. Oh, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, you know? Yeah. I feel like that word was just kind of like, it was common. But there's definitely, obviously, blessings are real. Look it up. Uh-huh. Um, it's not all about you. It's not a prosperity gospel sort of thing. But mm-hmm. to get back to it, bitterness does get in the way of that blessing. So specifically, right there in that situation, all he had to do was go, Hey, rock, water, let's go. And it would have happened, right? If he just was simply weighed, but his bitterness blocked the blessing from getting into that promised land yeah. going from there. And I would say in just other situations, your bitterness blocks your blessings in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Your bitterness blocks that blessing of maybe meeting a new friend from sharing the word with somebody, from praying over somebody else. The smallest thing, if you want to sit, if I want to sit and be mad that, you know, I don't know, something dumb happened to me in my life and I can't enjoy like the little things or I'm going to let it overtake the posture of my heart that it becomes the forefront of my every mind it's going to block those everyday blessings mm-hmm. it's going to block you know being able to be used by god because yeah. you're going to be so you're going to be so tough and unusable mm-hmm. and that's not how god needs he needs to be malleable and pliable so that we're able to bless others yeah i think that's one of the biggest things is that um when you're holding on so tightly it's like to something bitterness whatever it is like you don't have any more space in your hands because you're holding so tightly it's like mm-hmm. god wants mm-hmm. to give you this it's like it's good <laughs> You ain't got nowhere to put it. I'm holding on to this bitterness. I'm holding on to this anger. I'm holding on to this ungratefulness uh, for how I grew up. Parents, it was a rough home from this relationship ended this way. Mm-hmm. From I had this best friend and it happened where we just like stopped talking to each other. Um, and we hold on to those things. And there's real pains there, obviously. And God wants to heal those things. But when we choose not to let him heal those things and instead hold on to it, like I said, there's no room for that blessing. There's no room for God to want to intervene. There's no room for for God to be working through you because you uh, are blocking God from working in your heart, right? It's like we are the only person who can stop God from working in your heart is me, is you, like it's each other. God's will is still going to be done either way, whatever he wants, but the only one who hardens their hearts towards God is the individual. Mm -hmm. And so we need to come to a place of being grateful and wanting to open up our hands and loosen up our grip on anger and bitterness. So that way God can give us those blessings. God can um, provide us with a different perspective of gratefulness, you know? 
Yeah, I like that phrase, bitterness blocks, because what my mind went to when you first posed the question was um, that bitter, bitterness blocks our, our minds, and at least I think in some ways makes us forget what God has done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so entrenched in, in the now and just feeling down and, and angry and resentful that we can't think about um, where God has brought us to and like how we've gone to this point, exactly like how um, the Israelites wandering in the desert, like they literally were freed from slavery in Egypt and then just ended up forgetting. And then they lost their <laughs> gratitude, you know, <laughs> it's like, I forgot. Oh, you did it's that? like, ti- cool. you know, enough time passes that you just, you don't remember where God brought you out of oh, and yeah. it causes your minds to just lose that, um, that sense of gratitude and if you're not thinking about it all the time i am such a big advocate for that for remembering where god brought you yeah. from don't relive it but remember it because that is 100%. so powerful and important for just everyday life because i know for me if i don't remember where god brought me from i'll turn into an arrogant moron who just thinks that i'm all that and i could do whatever i want and it's like but still show up on a sunday and preach to everybody mm-hmm. and be like yeah because i'm feeling great but i'll pretend to be humble like that's who that's who dylan is like genuinely that's who i am i think i'm better than everybody i'm arrogant in that sense like for real but i always need to remember what god brought me through my lowest moments so that way i can be grateful to him and be grateful for the life and the works that he's doing that are right in front of me yeah but I also think you have enough good friends around you to tell you to like shut up. Yeah, like, hey, what you that doing? that helps too. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. That accountability. That's though. real. We, everybody needs that. It's not yeah. just you. Everybody uh-huh. needs that. But what was the original question? Uh, what I, I like, thought I had a point. <laughs> bitterness. Bitterness. What can bitterness get in the way of if we hold on to it? Maybe I didn't have a point. Probably. But I think what it does do <laughs> while I'm here does do. You add something. That's to the name that? of our album. Does do. Yeah, it's coming out. Twenty twenty one. Is have you ever like create like created a problem and then got upset about it? Like, like yeah, yes, in I relationships. Think, yes, yes, in relationships. Where you're just yeah, like, why did that I, too. Why am I even doing this? Why uh-huh. did I do this? <laughs> and I think what it does is it kind of makes you think that you have or like like there's a problem and you have to fix it when there's no problem and you don't need to fix anything. But uh-huh. then you trying to fix the problem that's not there creates the problem. Uh-huh. And it's like I think when you, you become bitter. I know that was way above Jerry's head, but uh, just dumb. I think when you become bitter, it's like you try to make moves or you try to do things that God's like not asking you to do or telling you to do, but uh, you're thinking in your head, no, I need to do this or I have to get this done or I have to receive this. I need these things. I mean, Jonah was a perfect example of that. Of course he was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He was. And God was like, no, 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 no. Just yeah. do what I tell you. Hell <laughs> okay. Bitterness for those people. It's okay. Like, I don't want to go there. Yeah. And, and God's like, can you just can you just let me? <laughs> can you just? Uh, and I think that's the problem that we have is we won't just let God be God, you know. And mm-hmm. then we get upset when, like we talked about a few weeks ago, we get upset when God doesn't do the thing that we told Him to do, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. that we instructed Him to do. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we become bitter, and it's like a vicious circle that you just can't get out of. But mm-hmm. I think kind of going back to what you were saying is like it absolutely just blocks the blessing and what you have to do is keep your eyes back on i had this like weird illustration in my head while you were saying that and it was just like it was like god this is because he said prosperity gospel so i started thinking about this <laughs> this is i don't this is not my theology just it so is. you know but like just picture god like 
like there's all of us and God's like right here and he's just like throwing out $1 bills at us, right? <laughs> and it's like, all right, fill up your wallet as much as you can. And you're just like, oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. And, and he's like taking some from here and, and he's taking some from you, from you and your wallet's completely full. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna start doing $100 bills now, but your wallet's full. And you're like, wait, I thought I was supposed to grab all of this stuff. And I uh-huh. didn't, you know, I took my eyes off of what he was doing because I was picking up what I thought I needed. And mm. I think we get that way in life where we take our eyes off of God doing the things that we think we need to do in mm. order to be grateful or happy or mm. get rid of bitterness. And uh-huh. God saying, no, it's, it's intimacy with me that will bring your heart back to where it needs to be. You know, mm-hmm. that was beautiful. And I think that one-on-one intimacy is genuinely almost the root of all these things that we ever talk about, yeah. you know, because we always, always, always as Christians, or at least we should want to, is strive to be more like Christ, strive to be more Christ-like each and every day. And the only way that comes is by getting to know who Christ is in that one-on-one, you know, become mm-hmm. one. I don't think you could get to know somebody by talking to them once every month yeah. for five minutes. Imagine if you did that in your, you know, obviously married, married, engaged. Imagine if you were, that's how you start a relationship, like, yeah. I'm going to talk to this guy named Jeremy once a month for about five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Imagine how well oh that would work. It would, and then imagine trying to keep your relationship up with that. Imagine, all right, Reyna, we get to talk once a month for five minutes. Bring all everything you want to talk. Better squeeze it in five minutes. Uh-huh. Do Dare I say that the American church is worse than that? That we will talk about him with other people for an hour a Sunday and think we know him? Mm-hmm. You know, we say mm. we listen to some guy talk about him, and then we're like, Oof. "That was good." And we're like, "Oh yeah, we're I'm a Christian." Uh, you know, mean, yeah. mean. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you don't even know him. Yeah. And Jesus said that would happen. He said that would happen. But yeah. we, that's how we confuse like a lot of things. Like I guarantee anybody, especially in our day and age, you watch YouTube enough, you're like, "Man, I just really feel like I know them. <laughs> I feel like we could be friends because I, I watch them so much." It's like, no, 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 you you know a lot about them. You know their life because you know you're watching their day of eating videos or whatever else they're posting, <laughs> shopping sprees, but you know about them. That's how it is in the church. We know a lot about God. Doesn't mean we know anything you know, about who he is. Mm-hmm. He does. He might look at us and be like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And if we get up to the pearly gates and we're like, oh, I don't really think I know you. Yeah, I don't what's, think that, I, what's that set of scriptures where he's like, the day will come when... So they're going to come and they're going to say, that they, Lord, we prophesied yeah. in your name. We cast Lord, out demons Lord. in your name. Yeah. And he's going to say, get away from me for I never knew you. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. That's I'm a, not down for that. That's a big oof. <laughs> that is a big oof. That's Dude, thinking that you have it all and you're oof. just like, oh God. I did yeah. Uh-huh. Speaking in that same in that same context too, I know it's not so much about what we're talking about tonight, but uh, in Matthew, I forget which chapter is in, it was in, but I was reading 55. it. The, <laughs> I was reading it the other day. And, is that New Testament? Uh, <laughs> but when he, when he says that uh, on Judgment Day, that every foolish word you say will be taken into account for, I was like, oh my! If I was Jared, terrifying. I would be terrified. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Check your own eye, brother. <laughs> but you, dude, dude, I know. But that's... you, you make light of it in that sense, right? Like, oh yeah, Jared. But and you really look back and inward, and you're like, oh shoot, shoot. Will I get to heaven? Yes, I'm gonna get to heaven unless I denounce God and just hate Him for whatever reason. But all those things are gonna be taken into account for, and I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I know God is the Almighty, All Powerful Creator who is to be revered and feared. And that's going to be crazy. 
I think it's worth going into that for a second. <laughs> I'm serious because, like, I think what we all need to understand is that we are so much, like, worse than we think we are. Like, think about it. What did Jesus say? He said, if you even look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery. So he's going to say, I'm going to take every foolish word that you've said and it's going to be, you know, taken into account. I would have to imagine that would probably be thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. And now okay. let's all think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like the things that we've thought, we don't want nobody in our brain, <laughs> right? No one wants anybody in our brain because that's terrifying for everybody. Uh-huh. But like you think about that and what I was going to say, the point I'm trying to make here is you realize that because who you are is you've said dumb things. You said foolish words. You've thought foolish things. You've, you, and you, all of us have looked at people lustfully every, and God still is like, no, 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 that's my child. It's beautiful. You're with me. That's mm. where the grat- gratitude comes from, where it's mm. like, I know how imperfect I am and how flawed I am and I'm still okay and I can still go love people and I can still go um, serve God and I can still be intimate with the creator. If I mean, that to me is like, what more can you be grateful for? You know what I mean? 100%. And I think it's one of those where, geez, I'm so grateful that, yeah, God is so much bigger than that. That literally, I mean, I think we gloss over this in our day-to-day all the time, but how grateful we that Jesus literally came to die on the cross for these sins that we commit every single day, like in our actions and our thoughts. And I think, you know, again, tangentially and going back to what you were saying about um, like revering God, (coughs) excuse me, that, you know, like, (laughs) I think we can think like Jesus is our best friend and kind of put him down (laughs) into this little like box, but it's like, no, God, Jesus, it's the creator. God is the creator of the universe. And, you know, there is a very healthy sense of fear and gratitude and respect that Lots should be yeah, yes. <laughs> that should be held towards that. Of course. And it's, you know, and how grateful am I that God is so big, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's not just, you know, my best buddy that I can like, oh, you know, I'll he'll make me come for me. Exactly. I'll, you know, I'll just exactly hit you up when, when I feel like it, yeah. but he's literally there mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, that's enough cause to be grateful yeah. as is. Yeah. He's the creator of the freaking universe. That's dude. It's <laughs> wild. Yes. No. When I started getting into that, it's like, yeah. And it's good to, to get into those things though. But like you said, I think we do gloss over it very often. Yeah, we do. Because yeah, when you gloss over something, how can you be grateful for anything you just Take a quick glance at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You even take mm-hmm. time. Say you're looking at a painting, yeah. a beautiful painting that took like years to paint this super great artist. Like how can you honestly enjoy and take in fully what you're looking at or what you're viewing if you just were to walk in, take a quick look and then walk away? Mm-hmm. You don't even get all the detail. You don't get all the colors. You don't see everything that's there. You're not seeing the true beauty of who God is yeah. when you just take a quick glance wow. and walk away. That was yeah. amazing. Wow, no, no, really though, like that just really puts it into perspective. Dude, it's an awesome way to look at I, it. Along those lines, I think the same way, like with when my my son's just crying his eyes out, like insanely mm-hmm. crying, and it's three in the morning, and you're like, right? Mm-hmm. But I still have to like stop and be like, look at this, look at him go, yeah. like this is mine, you know? <laughs> like yeah. it's crazy, it's crazy, and. But I, I think your point that is so perfect and I think relevant to our culture is, and kind of what you were saying too, is like we have to slow it down, slow our life down, take that pause, take that break, put the phone away and just exist for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. in order to find that, I think. 
No, I agree 100%. I don't know. I think being grateful is definitely just something that has to be chosen. Something that you do have to look at through the screaming and crying and be like, ah, it's mine. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is great. I think gratefulness takes a lot of that, though. Looking at the crap and looking at the mess of life and looking at the parts of life that aren't so pretty, that maybe are very rough, you know, and saying, I'm still breathing. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm still here. God still has me here. Maybe you don't know why, but you're still there at least, right? Because I think something that I want to close with is, like, there are people who feel that way. There are people who this year has been definitely a challenge for everybody because it's just something completely new. We've never dealt with this um, in recent history or whatever. But some people have definitely got the the blunt end of the stick, you know. They got maybe family members who passed away or maybe lost their job or whatever it is. And so how in those moments, I think we kind of talked about it just in general, just being grateful for God. But I don't know. Do you guys have any extra encouragement for maybe somebody who's in that moment or somebody who's thinking through through, uh, life right now like that? I think on a practical level, there's every single one of us has something that we could complain about something that we could look at and focus on and we all have every single one of us have in fact we all have 12 to 20 things that we could be focusing on that are worth of com- worth complaining about. i'll complain about i have like five hours straight right dude now. i have them all i can tell you literally all i have them but yeah. but at the same time there's also those 12 to 20 things that you could be extremely grateful for as we know based off of like the news and everything we gravitate towards the negative you know mm. Um, so my encouragement is and not to undermine what people are going through because people go through, you know, stuff. There's, that's real. What you, you know, what you're going through is real, but there's always, always something worth being grateful for. And it's kind of where are you going to stare? You know, it's like, do I want to stare at the fire or do I want to stare at the clouds? And you kind of have to pick where you're going to turn your head to, you know, um, that's what I try to do. Do I, I don't do it perfectly, but. I like to say there's always a choice. There's always the choice to make. Do I stare at the fire? or Do, do I stare at the hell that's on earth? Or do I stare at the heaven that's on earth? You know, where am I looking? I think something that's beautiful is in Psalm 34, 18. It's like the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so powerful in kind of this mood that we're talking about right now is like God is close to us all. He's there for us. But it's amazing to me that the Bible would even put i guess like a different echelon of something of god's nearness to the brokenhearted and so people who are maybe feeling like they don't have anything to be grateful for or this has been the worst year ever just know and just knowing myself that god is near to that brokenhearted like what a beautiful like space to be in Mm -hmm. what a beautiful place to be in well although we may we may not be able to fully conceptualize that or feel that it is true mm-hmm. and god's nearness is right like available oh man it is mm-hmm. so available and i don't know that's just beautiful yeah that's beautiful yeah right. well and i think it's important and we talked about this a little earlier but that distinction of it's okay to feel the way you're feeling <clears throat> if you're um like heartbroken over a death or um sickness um loss of something that is a normal human feeling like it's okay to feel those things. But I think going back to what you were saying, Jake, it's, you know, 
we we just can't be dwelling in them. It's okay to like feel them and recognize them, but also um, realize in that moment what back to what you were saying, Dylan, about the like <clears throat> gratitude that God is near in those situations, no matter how that takes place. Cause I think it, yeah. it looks a little different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's okay to feel sad. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't be grateful at the same time. Yeah. I think just putting those things together and like we talked about, it's just, it is an action, like an active choice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's okay to feel sad though. I do. I like that a lot. I think a lot of people need to realize that though. Mm-hmm. Um, even in just the overarching person of God, like because God is with you, it doesn't mean you're not going to experience loss and heartache and pain, but it doesn't mean you're not going to have life and life more abundantly. You know what I mean? It's there's two sides to that coin. And I think a lot of people look at God as just this fairy tale in the sky who just, well, life should be good all the time. This is what it is. It's like, that's never what it's been about. It's been about starting a relationship with him and building that because that's an everlasting relationship that will last into eternity. You know, it's always about what you guys have said too, is like, you could look at this crap here or you could look at heaven. You could look at the future and you could look at like what God's promise is for us. You know, Mm -hmm. I would say, even kind of uh, on that same note, like I think that's a really big thing. I feel like 2020 is not a lot of people. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to do that. But I would go even to take a step further. Um, how I, I like to go through things is uh, embrace the suck. Mm-hmm. And if you've never heard that term, um, basically saying you're in it at the moment. And it's like, it's not even like a thing of acceptance. Like, oh, I guess this is what it is. It's like, no, here we are. And you have to kind of own it. Um it's not fun, no, but you kind of have to embrace it in that moment because always on that other side, what was it from, what was it the dark night where he's like, before the, the brightest dawn is the darkest night? Oh, okay. Something kind of like that. That's how kind of how I view things, you know, I think mm-hmm. in pop culture references, but <laughs> before like that beautiful beginning, that be, that next step into your future, um, you're going to go through a lot of pain. You're going to through a lot of darkness, but I guess the way I view things is like you got, it's a, such a season of growing through that pain, through that misery, through that heartache, there's so much growth and character development that comes out. Um, and it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like I said, it's not comfortable, but growing is never comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, I, I forgot who I was listening. I think it was a, you know, Mike Todd probably, but I was listening to a sermon. Basically he was kind of talking about that, how um, before that victory, there's a lot of, lot of pain. There's a lot of endurance, patient endurance that must come through to see that victory. But victory just doesn't come after, you know, a little bit of a struggle. It comes after a battle. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, 2020 has been a battle. But that victory is there, brother. Don't give up. It's there. No, I agree with that 100%. And sometimes it's just a mental victory. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. all, Sometimes that's yeah. all it takes. Yep. It doesn't necessarily need to be a physical or something changes out on the outer, but sometimes all of that needs to be done is just have a mental shift, a mental victory. And those do, don't just come overnight. That is like a steady process of embracing what you have before you and continuously like working at sh- uh, shaping that in a different way and looking at it in a different light. Mm-hmm. And ultimately I think the best way to do that is to give it to Jesus and let him shift that perspective within you and continue to renew your mind in who Christ is. 
It's a daily thing. Gratitude's a daily thing, not a once a year on Thanksgiving thing. So cool. Yeah, that was a good talk. Yeah. Good talk, yeah. guys. Uh, like, give us a review. Like us on Facebook or uh, smash YouTube. that like button. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. Jared's weird, but uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, we're having a fun time doing this. I think it's always good conversations. But absolutely, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend. Um, this is coming out on Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving. Uh, what, what a great time to be grateful. Ah, oh, yes. Nice. Enjoy. One step protect- closer to Christmas. Oh, <laughs> the holy holiday. <laughs> That's going to spark a <laughs> controversy. <laughs> I love Christmas, dude. So Me too. Like, Same. But enjoy your mashed potatoes and gravy. I literally put gravy on everything. Same. Everything. It doesn't yep. matter what's on the plate. Best Gravy's Thanksgiving food, 100%. Gravy. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Just put it in a glass. With a spoon. Just, yeah. Just, I'll swim in it, dude. dude I'll mm. swim with you in it, dude. <laughs> no, you no? won't. Oh. I thought we could do a collapse. Okay. Anyways, we love you guys. Kaylee's, thanks for being here. Thank you. Jake, thanks for being here. Yeah. Jerry, thanks for being here. You're welcome. You guys have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next time.